Welcome to the Power Couples Rock podcast, where our mission is to build a collective community of marriages, where we encourage, inspire, and support one another in order to have masterful marriages. We're Carlos, Catherine, Chris, and Sonia. Please check us out, powercouplesrock.com. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. We believe that one of the most amazing legacies we can leave in life is a great marriage. So we hope you'll listen, learn, and love the conversation. Let's power up. Good day, Power Couples. This is Carlos and Catherine Green of Power Couples Rock. Hey, what's up, Power Couples? We are here at the Eusebia Weekend Experience for Marriages. Here in Columbia, Maryland, we've been having an awesome time. Oh, yes. And I know that if you've never been to Eusebia before, you don't know what you're missing on the investment in your marriage. And I tell you today, yes, we have this dynamic couple that we met three years, the first year uh-huh. of Eusebia uh-huh. and the first year when we met there. There was this like instant kinship, yes, instant connection. <laughs> I was like, they will never, ever be out of our circle ever <laughs> at this point. And here's the one thing I remember. I don't know if you guys even remember this, but I know that we were kind of figuring out when we were going to actually be leaving to go back to Atlanta from Hershey Park where we oh, first wow. had it. And we were having storm issues and things like that. And Richard, you said you guys just come stay with us. So you just, whatever you need, we're going to come and get you, come back and whatever you guys need. And we were like, they just met us. And that's why we love them now. (laughs) So we just appreciate the extended hospitality that we actually experienced from you all just from the first time we met you. And just every year, every year, we just appreciate not just your friendship, it's just your family ship. That you've actually shown to us. So I know I haven't introduced them yet. Yeah. I'm they just going say on, hello right? to power couples. Say so, hello to our power couples. Say hello to our power couples. This is doctors Richard and Nefertini Serranos. So please say hello to our power couples community. Hello, power couples community. Yes, yes. Hello, everyone. We are super excited to be here. Yes, Eusebia is the place to be. Yes, we're in the house. Must, must get here next year. 2020 is going to be off the chain. Off the chain. Yes, yes. These two rock. They 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 do rock. And I'm, I'm talking about them so much because that's how much they mean to us. Uh, and where they are. So we would love for you all to tell our listeners how you all met and how long you guys have been married. So let me start first. I know women is first, but she always has a little twist on hers. Oh, I like it. <laughs> but let me just say, um, we're honored to, to, you know, to be in your guys' presence. Yes. Uh, we love you. We love yeah. you. I, I can't believe it's only been three years. I know. Because it feels like right? a long, it feels like I've known you from my neighborhood. Okay? <laughs> right. And then your name is Carlos. Carlos. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when I first met you, I was like, Carlos, you got a Puerto Rican name. Wait a minute. <laughs> but uh, beautiful inside out. You Absolutely. guys are beautiful people. We love yeah. you guys. Yeah. Thank and you. thank you for all you're doing and for your work and the things that you are um, compelled you yeah. know, by God to do, mm-hmm. uh, because this is a ministry 
and it's heartfelt. Thank it's you. heartfelt yeah. and it's work. Yeah, yes, it's it work. It's a sacrifice. It yeah. So thank you guys for doing what you do. Uh, thank you. We appreciate yes. that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So to so, you guys, what's how the story? did you? How yeah, did what's the story? Yes. <laughs> so um, wow, I was driving in. Um, it was in Philadelphia. We've been married thirty years. So yeah. we was uh, driving. I was driving in Philadelphia <laughs> with my two cousins. Um, Hispanic. So we had made a bet that I would speak only Spanish that day. So for the whole day, we're we're speaking Spanish, and then we we um, was on Fifty Second, I think, in Market Street around there, uh, Southwest Southwest Philly. No, West Philly, West Philadelphia. There was no Puerto Ricans in West Philly. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so this is West Philly. So we saw her and her girlfriend walking she was coming from work uh, but they were walking up the street and we went past them and i said wow i said did you see them girls what did you say it in spanish though well everything was in spanish okay, we was okay so let me hear wow in yeah. spanish oh mira mira esa muchacha mira tiene que ir para atrás you gotta go back nigga you turn so, <laughs> so we made it. a u-turn and we pulled up in front of them so as they was walking we was out the car walking towards them mm -hmm. so that day that i met my husband i actually was working for a pizza shop mm. and um i was i don't know what it was but i was just really sad that day and i decided to go into the restroom of the shop and at the the people that worked there were just like family to me. They treated me so good and they called me queen. And so I went to the restroom and I just started praying. I started praying to God and I just said, Lord, I don't want to just date. I don't want to just, you know, have people in and out of my life. Lord, send me someone like my uncle Dalton. My uncle Dalton was my mother's oldest sister husband. It was her second husband because my uncle um, Hunter had actually passed. Okay. And so she remarried Uncle Dalton. And I love the way he treated her. He adored her. You know, Mary was the apple of his eye. He just, you know, everything was whatever she wanted. And he brought such amazing um, joy to me, to her. And um, I just love the way he treated her. And I, I just started praying. And I remember crying out to God and saying, you know, I want someone in my life that can be for longevity. And I left out of the restroom. I went back to work. I was a cashier. And so I went back to work. And, you know, one of the girls was like, Queen, what's wrong? You all right? I was like, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. And my girlfriend and I had decided um, I, I was a dance major for eight years and I um, went to a college preparatory school, very diversified school. And um, she was meeting me. She was a vocal major. And I was a dance major and she was meeting me for to go to the movies. So here we are traveling. We, you know, she picked me up. We were walking down the street. And as he said, they come driving by and we're like, where are Puerto Ricans coming from? <laughs> We were like, what in the world? Okay, but they drove by, and next thing I know, he went around the block, and yes, they pulled up, and then when we got up to, we wound up meeting up with them, because they made sure they pulled up so that we could actually walk by them. Mm -hmm. Oh. And when we did walk by them, cut them off. My, <laughs> when we did walk by, him, by them, uh, they all got out of the car, and Richard instantly walked directly toward me. 
Oh, wow. so you were going to be the first in line. You knew. You already knew your bad Anybody have dibs on that. That's mine. That's right. And see, I was never a pursuer like that. So for me, it was like, you know, they cute. Yeah, but, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to play this off, whatever. Because I have a girlfriend with me, you know. So we're walking. And so he gets out and he starts speaking to me. Mira, Elias Bonita. He was like, hmm. And so my, both my girlfriend and I both took Spanish for four years, right? We were in our last year of high school. And so here we are. We like, um, we know exactly what they he's knew, saying. Yeah, they knew some of the words. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, we wind up talking. But what was interesting is they were just really nice. Richard was really cute. Mm. I was like, oh, my God, look at the legs. Because <laughs> I played basketball. Oh, he was okay. just, his skin tone was totally golden. Wow. And I mean, it was she was just golden, and his hair was just slicked back. I was like, "Am I in West Side Story?" I'm coming to America. Okay, Mappatini, you're living that story again, right, like, there. right there. She, she right is there. right there. She, I'm right there. She with just her. got out of the car <laughs> and she walked around. I, I'm there. I'm, I'm the girlfriend right there. With there you, you go. There you go. That's right. So my girlfriend was like looking at them and he, he just would not speak English so his cousin wound up speaking for him and I was like you know well he said well I would I would like to keep in touch you know he asked for my number and I was like well I'm gonna talk to him <laughs> and so his cousin was like oh don't worry you know I'll you know we have a three-way and I can call and translate <laughs> and you know what I was really I thought that was really interesting and I'm very unique anyway and, and I just thought that was a challenge and I thought you know what mm-hmm. I'm up for that Okay, wow. we, we can do the three-way phone call. I'm, I'm cool. So, <laughs> back then when three-way cute. was cool. Remember back then? Three-way. Yes, right. Yes. 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 On the mobile so, phone. I mean, the house phone. The house phone. The rotary dial. So I know we got, so fast forward, right? So we wind up exchanging numbers. We leave and we go to the movies. We're coming in and out hold the up, movies. No fast forward. Because I have to say that at this time in my life, I needed a change. Mm. Okay. So for me to meet her, at that time was perfect timing for me because I was doing drugs. I was on drugs and she didn't know this, of course, at the time. Wow. But even in the car, we were getting high. That's what we was doing. We was driving around getting high. So for me, I know I needed a change. Mm -hmm. I know that she prayed, but I just knew that I needed a change Mm -hmm. in my life Mm -hmm. because I knew that that wasn't me. It wasn't the person um, that God had created. I was Catholic, so I wasn't, you know, spiritually Pentecostal and things like mm-hmm. that in church. So I was Catholic to, to, to just wasn't really spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, okay, so you can go you from there. Yeah, that, that, that. that was a divine intervention moment yes. or intervention mm-hmm. for you. Right. right. Because she's praying right. for someone that she can date. Mm-hmm. You know, for longevity, longevity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and then you're here, and I, I would consider that to be a broken place mm-hmm. because yeah. you're doing all the drugs and all of that. But then God saw fit mm-hmm. for you to meet someone who's praying mm-hmm. for a long term relationship, yeah. and it happens yeah. to be you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Wow. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. Thank yeah. you for the transparency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, appreciate that. Wow. Yeah. So now he says you can fast forward. So we <laughs> forward and we leave each other. We exchange numbers and we move on and we go to the movies. And as we're coming out of the movie theater, these two guys were following us. And, um, you know, they wanted to hang. And my girlfriend knew one of the guys and the other guy, you know, just wanted to talk to me. 
And so my girlfriend was not having it. She was just not in the mood. She didn't want to talk to the guys. And so here we are in a whole different part of the city. Now we're in the downtown area, which we had to take the train. They drove. They didn't know where we were going or what we were doing. Right. Mm -hmm. We didn't discuss that. We come out of the movie theater. We're trying to ditch these two guys. And who rides down the street? But these guys again. What? (laughs) So God made sure, made sure that we knew that this was him. Right. So we didn't realize that until down the line. But he comes out, they get out of the car and he was like, oh, there's my friends. That was our excuse to ditch the guys. <laughs> Coming out the movies. We meet yes. Richard and them. And so we go to, you know, how Baltimore, Barbara, Baltimore has like a harbor. Mm-hmm. Well, we have Penn's Landing in Philadelphia. Okay. And so we went to the to the landing. And so going to the landing, it was really nice. We wind up hanging out for the entire evening. Still, Richard was not speaking English. He spoke Spanish the entire time. And then my girlfriend says, um, you understand English just a little too well. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which, you know, he was like. No, I'm lying. English. <laughs> <laughs> so he start, So we um, we wind up leaving that evening, and and they actually wind up dropping off, us off at home. So my girlfriend was like, "Um, you better take care of my girlfriend because I have your plague, your tags, and all that. Back. You know, I heard you." <laughs> so she they was, dropped her tough. off first. They dropped her and off then first, you. and then dropped me off. Wow. So we get to my house. We get out of the car. He was the perfect gentleman the whole time. Um. And he he walks me out and he walks me backwards. So he's walking in front of me and I'm walking backwards. And he says, Shh, don't say nothing, please. And I was like, mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I so said, you started I'm speaking sorry. English. Was close he was to like, <laughs> I can speak English. He was like, You're so beautiful. He said, Can I have a kiss? <laughs> <laughs> She was a cutie. <laughs> I had to get a kiss. So I gave him a little kiss on the cheek. And um, and that was it. We parted ways. I ran in the house and I got on my little roller phone. And I was like, Heather, you're not going to believe this. He can sp-. She was like, he can speak English. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the story of us meeting mm-hmm. one another. And it's been... You know, history since then. Thirty how long, years. Thirty-two how long did years you guys ago. Date though. Two before, years. Two years. Two years before you got so married. So that was nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah. How Dated did you know years. that you were ready for marriage at that point? Because it, at that point, were you then out of college then, or in college? Or? Oh yeah, I was out of college. I'm a little older. Okay. Than so you were out of college at that. That's fine. You were out of college mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. And how did you know now I'm ready to take on the responsibilities of being married? I didn't know. Um, all I knew that I met someone who. Didn't get high, who was different, mm. um, who had, um, you know, she pretty much had her own. We would go out to, to lunch and dinners and things like that. And, um, you know, we would chip in and pay or I would pay or, you know, very easy to get along with. And, and we had a lot of conversation. So our foundation was, you know, conversation. Friendship. Um, friendship. Yeah. Friendship was, was really our foundation of um, just hanging out. And she was not in my neighborhood, which was great. I really didn't date in my neighborhood. And neither did um, I. And neither really? did she. Uh, when I would go in her neighborhood, they thought um, I was black. And when she would come to my neighborhood, they thought she would put a ring. And that is true. Well, I was going to ask you all, because you've been married for 30 years, but as you're dating or mm-hmm. early on in your marriage, mm-hmm. right, you come from two different cultures, yeah. Puerto Rican and African American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What were some of the challenges or struggles that you went through or a story that's like, wow. We didn't see this coming. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the biggest challenge for me was my mother um, being Hispanic, baby boy, 
I wasn't the youngest, but I was the youngest boy. So um, she wanted me to marry a Spanish girl. That's mm. what she wanted. So dating my wife at the time, uh, we came home one day, and my mother moved a Spanish girl in my room. Yes, she did. Oh, hold on. Hold you can't on. make I this up. Make, <laughs> no. I got it. Did you hear that? I what did he you say? cannot make this up. She what did Richard say? A Spanish girl in your yes, room. Yes, she did. Yeah. But I believe that was the design that the devil had his plan. Mm-hmm. Because what was coming for us to be together um, yeah. with our purpose. Uh, but I, so I knew it wasn't, it wasn't her per se, because that's just, people don't do that. You parents don't do that. No, just like, no. Somebody, and when right. you're dating somebody. Yeah. So my sister came out and said, no, 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 no. Mom did that. He didn't have nothing to do with it. Cause I really didn't know the girl. Um, and I was like, what are you doing in my room? She was like, well, your mom said I can stay here. I said, but I have a girlfriend. You can't stay here. So she, of course, didn't. She thought I, you know, I was messing around, or I was. It was me and my sister had to come out, and I had twin sisters. So the younger one came out and said, "No, no, no, he didn't do that. Mom did it." So I went to talk to my mom, and she was like, "Well, she needed a place to stay." And I said, "Mom, but I have a girlfriend. Mom, you can't do that." And wow. so that's yeah. <laughs> that was a challenge. That was a true story. Wow. <laughs> how did how did how was the interaction between you, Nefertina, and his mom then? You know, it was a it was very it was not a good interaction because she did everything she could to not for us not to be together. Mm-hmm. And ultimately we had a, a short breakup over that, you know, and um but but my family loved Richard. You know, they adored him, they they enjoyed him and but it was it was challenging, you know, it, it took some time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we eventually, you know, moved, you know, we we eventually wound up together and um and she just had to, you know, my husband was adamant that you're going to have to accept her because this is, this is who, who I'm going to be with. So you love. This yeah. is who we love. So it was interesting. And, and it's interesting because we wound up going to counseling. Mm. Um, and this is unheard of for, for me and my, my community, per se, for Hispanics mm. to have counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to an outside counselor, circular counselor, which um, I think my job or something paid for. Then we paid a copay. And um, sure enough, the biggest thing was approaching my mother to accept my wife mm-hmm. because we had got married. Um, and my mother, of course, nobody knew because we went. Her grandfather was a grandfather was a pastor of a church and we decided to get married, you know. Uh, so we got married and then. We started counseling, so I had to go to my mother, bring my wife, and sit my mom down and say, Mom, this is not my wife. If you do not accept her, then you don't accept me, because now she is a part of me. Oh, that's huge. That was a hard conversation. Thank God that she did accept her. Wow. Because that really turned it around. That was the game changer Mm. for me being the man. And had to having to step in and confront my mom. Mm -hmm. And then after that, though, their relationship started building, started building after that. That was huge. You had to. It was hard. You had to struggle with that because you have a mom here who you've been with forever. And and who you you love. Right. And then you have a wife here that you knew God has sent this woman to Mm -hmm. you and having to battle through that tension had to be pretty tough 
not only on you, but just the stress I'm sure yeah. that it took. And then yeah. with Nefertini having to deal with that and your mom having to deal with that. Yeah. But it, God. Was, it was tough. Yeah. yeah. And I got, I got saved the week after I got married. Yes. Oh, so wow. I wasn't even saved when I got married. Yeah, he got I got saved married the week after. What? Yeah. In a Pentecostal church. <laughs> <laughs> and I told them, I told the pastor, I said, it's too loud. <laughs> Cause I'm coming from Catholic. Catholic. Yeah. It's got to be really quiet. Yeah. Loud and, and he long. said, just keep coming. So I kept going. Yeah. So I went back to a Catholic church. And you know what I said? It's too, too quiet. He was one over. And I just thank God. I never, I never doubted that he would. Mm. I never doubted. Yeah. Um, I saw something in my husband when I met him. And I think the wonderful thing is that we were best friends. We were friends. We did so much together. Yes. Um, and we began to build some wonderful mem- memories in our dating. Yes. Mm. yes. And we actually went to counseling before we got married. Mm-hmm. Okay. We went to a secular counselor and that was before getting married. And it was very good because I had went through some very traumatizing events growing up that affected our intimacy a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I needed to get through that. And so um, along with getting through that, it was an opportunity where he went to support me mm-hmm. in that. But through supporting me, we were able to get counseling on what we should do about other issues. Mm-hmm. And we got to know each other in a, in a more deeper and intimate way through counseling. And mm-hmm. I think that was a very good turning point for us to know that we were meant to be together. Wow. So you all got, go ahead. Go ahead. You all got counseling before Before. you got married. And that was with a secular, with a secular counselor. But then after you all got married, there was additional counseling. Was that through Christian counseling at Mm -mm. that point? It was was another secular, secular secular counselor. And that was to deal with the relationship tension. My mother with your mom Mm -hmm. and And the family too, because the family, Still wanted me to get high because they wow. was like, I know you still get high. You didn't quit, you know, anything like that. Because oh, I'm in saved now, I'm in yeah. church now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but they, that they didn't change anything, yeah. right? Because yeah. yeah. my family got <laughs> like, high. The family what, never forgets what you were like before. Wow, yeah. that's good. It's ingrained in their mind. And they won't let you forget, even when you're doing good. They say, mm, We know what you was like. <laughs> they want you to fall back. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, no. Mm. So, yeah, that's huge. Well, you all talked about the counseling and the importance of that. and identifying about relationship and i know i want to talk a little bit about the ministry you guys yes. are in, which deals with a lot of marriage relationship and it's called what what's the name of your ministry and covenant, tell me covenant, covenant rescue 911 it is a 24-hour hotline mm. for couples and families in crisis and you know we're we've partnered with um some outside ministries as well as cor- um, organizations that have partnered with us and and have certified counselors that are ready and willing to to man these lines. Um, Our ultimate goal with this program is to have a facility, a 48-hour to 72-hour overnight stay Mm. for a couple or family in crisis so that we can work Mm. with them and get them the proper uh, support that they need in order to go forward. Wow. So you mean if someone picked up the call, Mm -hmm. picked up the phone right now and said, I am having some serious issues in my marriage and I just need to talk to someone. Yeah. They can call this number here. What I have is 855 risk 
R-E-S-C-911. Yes. And someone will pick up on the other end. That is correct. To listen to their story and to give them some counseling. Yes. We have, uh, we just added 51 more certified, um, yeah, certified churches into the program Mm -hmm. uh, that we just received about two weeks ago. We partnered with Christian Stronghold Mm -hmm. uh, and we're adding about 10 more uh, people to the line. But wow. yes, they can call anytime, two, three in the morning, and somebody will, will, will pray with them, get them to a safe place, make sure that they're okay, and then uh, seek counseling for them. Whatever church is near them is, is close to 200 in the program, but we have 52 or so that are certified. Is it just in the Philadelphia area or no. can I call from Atlanta, Georgia? Anywhere. I mean, not that I'll need to call. I, not me. No, but in all honesty, though, anywhere. so anyone can call from anywhere, anywhere. From anywhere. and call this number and they can get Overseas, the assistance. Yeah. We've gotten phone calls Mexico. from New Mexico and um, various places, Louisiana and, you know, Philadelphia, New Jersey, Delaware, all of the, all of the close locations as well but people are starting to get to know that covenant rescue 911 is out there and family members are taking numbers and passing it on and so it's been really good that people have been really putting the word out and then our social media aspect has been a big help too because they're starting to get to know it a little bit more how long has this been in existence covenant rescue has only been in existence now for a little over two Two years. years Yeah. How many yeah. calls do you guys get on average, whether it be weekly or monthly? Because this is a service that is not like any others. You would think a hotline like this is more just for suicide. Yeah. And that's it. No. But here you're talking about Covenant mm-hmm. Rescue yeah. 911, which yeah. is amazing. So we, we, we work with people that are experiencing brokenness, deception, depression, right? The effects of a bad relationship, things like, you know. Um, you know, that happens to us um, and fidelity and um, things of that nature. So they call for various reasons, you know, um, and we just want them to know that, that there is hope. We want to, you know, that's our first goal is to give them hope so that they can know that their situation is not one that's so detrimental that it can't be fixed or it can't be worked through. Wow. Yeah. But, and so. But- Mm-hmm. No, I would say probably 10, 15, because sometimes they do give them our cell phones to call as well. Uh, but I would say about 10, 15 a week. Wow. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. We try to, um, we, and we try to direct them to, um, cause there's sometimes things that are just above us, right? You know, mm-hmm. you have, we have, so we have therapists, mm-hmm. we have psychologists that are partnered with us. And so when things are above, um, the general counseling, we make sure that we still connect them to the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, we have great partners that are on the line that man the line as well. You, there is a system, a digital system, of course, where depending on your need or what it is you're calling for, if you yes. just want general prayer. Um, we have a pastor out of um, out of uh, Chester, Pennsylvania, Pastor Roosevelt Brandt the Third, who oversees that line, mm-hmm. and then we have various other partners. So wow! Yeah. So I have just one, uh, just a couple of questions on this rescue nine one one because I'm so interested in this. One is, uh, does it cost anything if I call? Like data rates will apply, or this is going to be a dollar ninety nine per minute? Is it any cost associated with it? And can you confirm for me that this is a Christian hotline or you guys go from that? So it, it doesn't cost anything. I mean, on our end, it is a toll free number. Okay. I don't know if that would apply to their Overseas, data, their right. database okay. and things like that. Um, uh, we are certified Christian counselors. 
uh, graduated from Christian Stronghold. Um, so we are biblical counselors. Mm. Uh, although we still will uh, counsel individuals um, that are from different, you know, different places and the things that they do, uh, we don't turn anyone away. Wow. We are counseling the individual. Yes. Um, it, you know, um, so yes, it is a Christian-based counseling. Yeah. Uh, we also partner with GMWA, which is Gospel Music Workshop of America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did partner with them. We actually sit on the pastoral board with them. So all of their musicians that go abroad cause that line also. Wow. Mm. And GMWA is Gospel Music Workshop of America. Yes. In Philadelphia. Chapter of Philadelphia. Got it. Wow. You all, this is, this was needed a long time ago, but I'm so glad that God has birthed that vision in you all to have this and we're going to continue to share that with our listeners but that's not the only thing you do right no. i see here you are the marriage ceos yes <laughs> yes okay well tell us a little bit about that the tell marriage ceos is actually um just a little bit of rebranding um richard and Nefertina serrano right so uh what we are is we are not only um counselors we are evangelists we are ministers we minister the gospel licensed and ordained and so with that being said one of the things that we do we do workshops, we do conferences, seminars. So we go out and talk about all things relational and relationship. Mm. <laughs> and so if you want the marriage CEOs, you can just contact us. You know, all of our social media handles are available online um, whenever, you know, but but right now that's part of what we do. We also have a book, our first book together. Yes. Tell us about it. it yeah, please. The Marriage Corporation. And um, I'll let Dr. Serrano talk a little bit about that. Yes, yes please. So the um the marriage corporation is corporate strategies for fulfilling God's purpose in a covenant marriage. And how God gave it to me was that I was in a basement one day and uh, my wife was coming down to the basement and I have a, a, um, a workshop down there, you know, maintenance department. And she says, well, the light bulb needs to be changed. And I said, light bulb. I said, put a ticket in or text me. And as soon as I said that, I looked up and the Lord just started downloading. Wow. And he said, this runs the home, the maintenance department. And then he showed me the, um, the security department, the uh, culinary department, and different departments in the home. And I said, wow, that's really interesting. So I kept writing and writing and writing. Then we was at a conference, and uh, I just kept giving information about the maintenance department and how. Uh, because just like in corporate, you get trained to do certain positions in your home. Yeah. Right. I mean, in corporate. In corporate, yeah. So guess absolutely. what? In your home, we don't get trained to do certain positions in our home. Mm-hmm. So we talk about personal resumes because however you were raised yeah. is your personal resume that qualifies you for the position in your homes. Mm. So I do them. I'm the maintenance department. I'm over that. I'm over the security department. Those two departments are 24 hour departments. just like in corporate. Wow. So I make sure whoever stays in our home and things like that, make sure that they know the alarm is on, the alarm is off, which way to go out and exits and things like that. Um, so that's what we talk about. But a lot of positions are by default. Yeah. Sometimes you get stuck doing these positions. You're not qualified. <laughs> not qualified. Yeah. But yeah. guess what? The positions still need to be done. Yes. Like I can't cut the grass because I have bad allergies, mm-hmm. but it still needs to be done. So I have to contract that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We do a lot of contracting out yeah. too. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> not because of allergies. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to cut the yard. So yeah. we just contract it out. <laughs> <laughs> They're skilled at that. Yeah. And, uh, right. He but likes the lines going a certain way. Right, yeah, right, you know? right. I want my apron <laughs> on my yard. <laughs> but 
that, like you said, it still needs to be done. done. Yeah. So the marriage corporation is going to give life um, and some practical tools and things of that nature to um, to anyone who reads it. Because why? You know, even though you don't possess the skill set, you got to subcontract it out. It must get done, as Richard said. But you have your president. Your executive vice president. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we know that the one that we're connected to, our Jesus, uh, the yes. God who is the center, he's the chairman of the board. Come on. And so we need to make sure that that, that people understand the foundation of marriage. Mm-hmm. He instituted it as his thing. It is right? his thing. And, and so it is a thing. It is. And, and so we need to understand our position, our roles within that as well. So as we're, you know, going through the book, that's kind of what it entails right. and, that's and you can't leave the children out the children are your workers the children are the workers Come on. The <laughs> they have a, a paid roof over their heads yes. <laughs> some of us are paying for they, their college they have uniforms so they have to help out and that's good training ground for them yes, because my is. mother and father laid the foundation for me and her parents laid the foundation, my mother had a list of us to do. And we all did chores in the home on the weekends was double work. Mm. So they laid the foundation without even knowing it. Wow. Yeah. Because that's why we do what we do now because of how we were raised. Oh, that's awesome. So so you've got the marriage CEOs here. You got the marriage corporation that you're doing. You've got the rescue, covenant rescue, nine one one. You're here at Eusebia. Yeah. Just really quick, our theme is on clean. So tell us, what does clean mean for you all? Well, clean. You know, we want to be clean. Clean means to be sinless, mm. or to sinless. You know, clean means to make sure that we're looking to our Father for direction and the things that we do. Um, clean means that, you know, we, we won't, we may not be perfect, but we need to be making sure that we're striving toward the perfection that God has out there for us. We have to be always willing to work, to be better, do better, live better. And so, you know, that cleanness is really, you know, something from the inside out. You can't pretend to be clean, either you're clean or you're not. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when I think of clean, I just think about, you know, the prayer that I pray is like this, creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit. You know, that helps me to stay clean. Mm-hmm. You know, God, look upon me, you know, in anything you find that shouldn't be, take it out. Yes. So we want to be clean. Why? Because then we can be more yielded to what God wants us to be so that we can hear from him. When we're not clean, he turns away. Mm. You know, he doesn't want to deal in any unclean thing. Mm. And so when I think about clean, I just think about wanting to be near God. And if I want to be near God, then I have to stick to godly principles and live my life accordingly. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Right. Serrano. Yeah. From, <laughs> you know, I always think of the time when I was in counseling and I found my purpose. And my purpose was to be, be a counselor. Mm-hmm. And I thought about how do that, how does that work and what does it look like? Mm-hmm. And a closer walk with Jesus for me um, is being clean because the more you know God, the more he cleans you up. Mm-hmm. 
the more he washes away your sins, the more he washes away your background, the more you don't notice some of those things that you used to notice before. Uh, those friends you used to have, you don't have no more. You have better friends, cleaner friends. Your circle is just better. Your surroundings is better. Coming to Eusebia, you know, these are all leaders here. You know, the majority is leaders, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a covering. And, 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 and just being around this company makes you feel clean. Such a blessing. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we, I used to think back in the day, like when you see the Pope and you think of um, uh, uh, cleanliness, you think about, I think of clothing. Mm-hmm. I think of being robed and, and those are, no, it's from the inside, inside. out. Yes. Yeah. And I had you. a hard time with that because a lot of people used to say things but didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, I needed to feel God more. I needed to feel God more in my life. And when I did, that's when I, my life turned around, mm. you know, and see God covers us, right? We cover each other. But when we walk together, you don't see our faults mm. because mm. we cover one another wow. and then God covers us. So I believe that a closer walk with the Lord, he cleans you up. Mm. Well, just give us one last word for our couples just to encourage them in their marriage covenant, what would you tell them uh, to just uh, how to keep going? I, I would say uh, some, something that, um, that the Lord spoke to me when I was in Jamaica, when we was in Jamaica speaking is that don't look at your partner's complaint as a complaint ever again, because they're telling you what the problem is. So that wife that's saying, you know, things and you're saying, why are you always complaining? Don't do that ever again for the men because she's telling you what the problem is. Now, you don't have to fix it, but you know what it is. The problem is when they're not speaking, Mm -hmm. then you're trying to figure things out. Mm -hmm. You know, we used to have those homeboys down the way be like, man, come on, man. Y'all, you know, you always, your wife always complaining, man. You always, you're always saying stuff and all. But that's back in the day. In today's society, in today, or not counseling sessions yes. we talk about as long as the other person is speaking you have uh what you need to correct things that's good you got me here like it has certainly been a pleasure uh, sharing um this time with you all thank you for sharing the information your wisdom your knowledge um to our listeners just tell real quick how they can get in touch with you, how they can contact you so that they'll know all of the information that we shared, um, how they can, how they can, you know, touch bases with you. That's so important. Well, if you know someone that is in a marriage crisis Mm -hmm. or that is in need of some support in their marriage, certainly they can contact us at covenant rescue911.com and if they're looking for just, you know, some additional support, they can contact us at www dot marriage ceos with an s 360.com there you have it listeners so let's get powered up thanks for listening to the power couples rock podcast we hope that you've been encouraged inspired and supported Please listen and subscribe to our other Power Pods as we are confident that they will strengthen your marriage. 
Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. It's there where we can extend these discussions together, take these conversations and your marriage to the next level. Enjoy your day and power up.